Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Kerry Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. It is going to be an amazing interview tonight as we have the modern hard rock band Digital Summer coming on momentarily. These guys are huge right now. It is an honor to have them on the show. And uh, tonight they join the ranks of many other bands that I've been fortunate to interview and promote, including Otherwise, Reigns, Candlelight Red, who they're currently on tour with, Eve to Adam, Ghost of August, Craving Lucy, Janice, Art of Dying, Prospect Hill, and the list goes on. So you can check out any of the podcasts for, again, all these amazing rock bands that I have had the honor to bring on my show. So before I bring them on, I always just do a brief introduction about the uh, concept of my show. started it approximately a year and a half ago uh, with the understanding in mind that I really wanted to create a forum that I could bring people on in the entertainment industry and it could be musicians, comedians, filmmakers, authors, the list goes on, to really provide a forum to support people. Um, I do everything independently on my own. I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and one of the things I just really love doing is interviewing people. And then I also have a background in entertainment. I have an album out as a solo artist um, under my name, and I also do some writing for some magazines. And I just did a really interesting article if people want to check it out, especially people in the entertainment industry. I think that you'll get a kick out of it, and I think it's also very educational. It's on personality styles and how they impact others, and I go over a variety of different personality traits. And you can check that out at reallygreatmagazine.com, and I think it's on page 24 and 25. Um, So it's a really interesting article, article, so check it out. And then I also do my radio show. So I I thought, what a better thing to combine my two backgrounds and create a forum to support people. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in their profession, and we're going to have a fun show tonight. I do kindly request. I love to hear entertaining stories. People can share whatever they'd like, but I just ask people to keep identifying information, such as names of persons, organizations, et cetera, anonymous if you want to share anything, uh, potentially Humorous, embarrassing, humiliating, etc. We we want to have a fun time, but I just also want to respect people. And the other thing is, even though I'm a clinical psychologist, uh, my show is meant for entertainment purposes, and it's it's not doing any formal therapy or treatment on the air. Uh, so I like to just put that out there too. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. I do have a chat room open. However, I will be predominantly focused on the interview, so please feel free to call in. The number is in the chat room. It's also on the station page, and it is 805-243-1320. So let me give an introduction to Digital Summer, and then we're going to bring John Stephenson on, who is waiting on the phone right now, to do the interview tonight. So I found out about these guys a little while back when I was listening to SiriusXM Octane. I'm a huge fan of SiriusXM Radio. Unfortunately, I haven't listened to terrestrial radio since uh, Sirius uh, Satellite Radio has come out. So that's where I learned about these guys. They're just a phenomenal band. Um, to me personally, when not only reading about their bio, but just hearing their sound, this band truly demonstrates what hard work and perseverance is about. Uh, these guys somehow hold down full-time jobs. I definitely want to get into that tonight. I find that fascinating. Uh, many people always say you can't be in a band and have a full-time job, but these guys demonstrate that you can be successful in uh, both careers. 
also, with their album Breaking Point, they really illustrate how their heavy melodic guitars and raw emotional vocals create an amazing songwriting that is perfectly fit for radio-friendly world. Uh, their hit single, I'm sure people have heard it, Forget You, it's currently playing on terrestrial and satellite stations, debuting at number 13 on the iTunes rock charts. It's been featured as number 38 on the active rock charts, and it's regularly heard in the Sirius XM Octane top 10 uh, countdown that they have weekly. Other singles they've had out, which we've heard, Whatever It Takes, Amazing Song, Disconnect, Just Run, and Hostage. And tonight we're going to also debut their second single. So if people don't know what it is, I'm not going to reveal it until later in the show. That's going to be coming out this week, again, hitting terrestrial and satellite stations. Currently these guys are on tour with Nonpoint and Candlelight Red. So please check out their website. You can go to digitalsummer.net and check these guys out on tour. They've also played with Seven Dust, Ten Years, Drowning Pool, Twelve Stones, and the list goes on. And I also want to ask John tonight how he got his nickname Bubba. I want to find out the story behind their adorable penguin, which appears to be a mascot, and I I see it being posted regularly on their pages. So we're going to have a great show. It's going to be educational, and we're also going to have fun learning about these guys. All right, so with further ado, let's bring John on. Hey, John, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Welcome to the show, and thanks for calling in. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, why don't we start out a little bit. I always like to, and again, you can feel free at any point to interrupt me. Um, If you want to take the interview in one direction, I'm totally flexible and open to whatever you want to do. All right? Okay. All right, cool. Let's start out a little bit by talking about just kind of you growing up, who you were as a person, how you got interested in music, and also, were you originally from Scottsdale, Arizona? Is that where you're from, or is that just predominantly no. where the band is from? Uh, the band is based out of Phoenix. I'm actually from Louisiana. Oh, so okay. I was, I was born and raised there, and um, I auditioned for the band last year and made it. So uh, the day after I graduated college in Louisiana, I moved to Phoenix the very next day. So wow. that's where I currently live right now. Okay. Gotcha. So digress a little bit. Tell us a little bit about kind of growing up in terms of, I know you have a full-time career. We're definitely going to get into some of the stuff that you guys do when you're not playing music. But um, was music something you always wanted to do growing up? Was this something you got involved in a little later in life? Just give us a little bit of background on yourself. Yeah, um, I, I kind of fell in love with music at the age of 12. I remember listening to uh, to the local rock radio station in Shreveport, and just really digging into guitar tones. And they played a lot of Ozzy and, you know, hearing Randy Rhodes and Zach Wilde. And, and actually, you know, when Creed came around, I fell in love with Mark Tremonti's sound. So I, I kind of figured, you know, this would be a cool route to go. And then you start digging in a little bit deeper. You watch live DVDs of all these bands that you hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. And you see the crowds and the reaction they get just from playing music. And uh, I kind of figured out by the age of 12 that this is something that I would love to do, you know, for a career. And, you know, as you get a little bit older, things start happening, bills start piling up, you get responsibilities. And uh, I guess I was fortunate enough to to actually, you know, graduate college and have a backup plan if this doesn't work. That's awesome. Yeah, so as of right now, I mean, this is definitely something I want to pursue, but the rock industry is so tough that it really is hard to make a career out of it. So we're all fortunate, you know, as a band to have career jobs to back up, you know, our dream of playing music. 
Definitely. So tell the audience a little bit about what you went to school for and, you know, did you, when you were applying to college and stuff, did you have any reservations or any concerns? Like, you know, a lot of people think, oh, if I go to college, then I'm going to give up my dream of being a, you know, a full-time musician and making it big. Tell us a little bit about kind of your thoughts and feelings with that when you were applying to college and what you majored in. Okay. Um, well, actually, um, so I'm I'm from Bossier City, Louisiana, which is a little suburb of Shreveport. And okay. the music scene there, you know, in high school, it was uh, it was terrible. So there was actually a really good music scene going on in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So that's actually the only reason I went to LSU was to try to jump on that music scene, and that kind of fell apart. So I transferred from LSU to um, University of Louisiana Lafayette which is where I graduated, and they had a pretty good scene going on there. So uh, I, to be honest, I kind of based college around playing music. Interesting. Um, yeah, but, uh, I mean, luckily, you know, I have a degree in accounting and finance, so it's uh, it's a good backup plan. But, yeah, I, I went to college strictly for the music scene that was going on. Sounds stupid, but, you know, it's what I wanted to do. Now I think it's very uh, strategic on your end and, and very – I don't know what the right word is, but strategic, I guess. I mean, you had a plan, and you were able to pursue both things, and that's phenomenal. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Very cool. So when did when did Digital Summer um, form? When did the band actually form prior to you, you know, coming on board, and who were the founding members, if any, of the band? Yeah, they, uh, they formed in 2006, and the founding members are uh, Guido, our bass player, Kyle, and, and Ian. Ian is okay. the guitar player, Kyle is the singer. So they are the three original founding members, and obviously there's been a guitar player change, and we recently had a drummer change as well. Okay. Okay, so they formed it in 2006. Along the way, I mean, in terms of, it's interesting because you guys are really hitting it big now. Were they, prior to you coming on board, were they starting to get momentum as a band, or was this something that just within the past you know, a couple of years or so, they started to really kind of pick up? Um, I, Honestly, I, I would say it, it's been going on for a while. The momentum has been there. And honestly, the only reason I knew about it was from back in uh, in 2000, I want to say 2008 or 2009. Okay. I saw them on a tour with Seven Dust in New Orleans. So, you know, that was several years ago. So it's it's been going on for a while. It's just steadily been getting better and better, and people are starting right. to pay more attention to it. Oh, that's great. And how did you, like, did, were they having an ad-out that they needed another guitarist? How did you eventually just hook up with them and, and audition for them? Yeah, well, uh, the ironic part was I introduced all my friends to uh, to the band after I saw them in, in New Orleans. And ironically, I was not subscribed to their email list or, or um, a fan of their Facebook page, but I followed everything else on YouTube and all that. But uh, but my brother was, and he got an email from the email blast saying that they were having guitar player auditions, that they'd parted ways with their other one. So he, my brother forwarded me that email, and I followed the steps, and luckily I made it. Wow, that's amazing. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool story. So what is it like to work with, especially, and this is funny because I think I've seen this more frequently now with a lot of the bands that I'm interviewing, and especially some of the bigger bands, too, that are out there. What is it like working with two brothers in a band, two family members? Is that difficult at times, or is this a situation where it's fortunate that everyone just gets along well? Because I always find that interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, 
from my perspective, it's it's no different than if they weren't brothers. But I remember the other night we were uh, we were running about ten minutes behind on set time or whatever, and Ian complained to me. He was like, "Man, sucks being Cal's brother because I always get the I always get the most shit. You know, I always get the the biggest argument, whatever, because I'm his brother." Blah blah blah. So well, so I don't I- feel any heat <laughs> from it, but Ian does. Right, right. And who's older? Which one's older? Kyle's the older one. Okay. Well, that that and then that makes a little sense, unfortunately, too. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a psychologist, <laughs> but that's interesting. I was just yeah. like, huh, age difference. What's the age difference, or what's the uh, the arrangement of their ages? So that's funny. Aw. But again, it looks like you guys, <laughs> you're an amazing band, yeah. and I'm sure you guys work out the kinks behind the scenes so that you can uh, oh, continue doing your thing. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. That's really cool. So, um, how did you get the nickname Bubba? I want to throw a couple of little interesting things in the interview so that people can, you know, also get a personal feel for, feel for who you guys are. Yeah. Well, um, when we, my older brother and I, when we were toddlers, he couldn't pronounce my name. So, in the South, it's common for people to call their brothers Bubba. Okay. So, my brother started calling me that, and growing up, everybody thought it was my real name. And it was honestly something that just stuck and never went away. <laughs> That's cute. That's funny. Cool. And yeah. who is this, uh, and thanks for sharing that, who's this penguin? I love this penguin that I keep seeing uh, popping up <laughs> in various places. I love him. He's great. <laughs> yeah, his uh, our, our penguin, he's actually our unofficial merch guy. Okay. His name is uh, Philatio. His first name is Phil, last name Acio. <laughs> and Guido actually got him from one of those claw machines at an IHOP or something, and Aww. we put him at our merch booth just, you know, randomly. Guido had him in his merch bin and put him up on our, you know, on our display, and people were wanting to buy him, so we're like, wait a second, you know, this could be a good pitch sale or whatever. <laughs> so we pretty much turned him into a real person. We gave him a Facebook, a Twitter, and Instagram, and, you know, on top of that, we thought, okay, well, we need a personality for him. And we just thought, you know, Phil, he probably likes to party if he were a penguin, you know. If he, I mean, if he were a human. Right. So we made him a drunk penguin, and <laughs> it's been taking <laughs> off. He gets more popularity than we do. That's awesome. I mean, that's not awesome that he gets more popularity, but that's just it's a great. <laughs> no, it's a great gimmick. And I mean, every time I see him, I think of you guys, and he's just so cute looking. And yeah, it's great. Very yeah, cool. Phil's the man. Definitely, he's definitely the man. So, um, tell us a little, we're going to talk a little bit about just kind of your songwriting process, and then I want to check out Forget You, and then, of course, we're going to come back and talk a ton about the album and your tour and everything right now. So, okay. in terms of who writes, I mean, you're, I know you're one of the guitarists, who's the predominant person, or do you guys collaborate as a whole in terms of when you're putting a song a song together? Um, it's Well, actually, it's for, I'll speak from the perspective of writing Breaking Point, the album. Okay. So it was different because I was still living in Louisiana at the time. You know, I was I was an official member of the band, but they had some, some ideas and whatnot. So when I joined, I would fly back and forth to Phoenix about once a month, and we would write, we'd rehearse, work on ideas, et cetera. But when it came time to, you know, fly to New York to the studio, I flew from Louisiana to New York with ideas I had in mind, but nothing was set in stone. Mm-hmm. So... It was pretty much emailing ideas back and forth and all the guys being like, well, you better have some ideas ready because, you know, we're pulling the trigger this week, blah, blah, blah. So I pretty much wrote everything in my room and flew to New York and recorded it. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah the, the album's amazing. The, Go ahead. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, as far as the, the the other pieces of the writing process, you know, including Breaking Point, Kyle does all the lyrics, he does all the vocal melodies um, and all that. But as far as the, the music, the guitar and all that, uh, everybody has input. Um, Kyle does a lot of the, the – well, he does all of the uh, programming, the uh, sound effects and all that in the background. Okay. And Ian plays piano. I don't, um, the song Wanted to Love You, Ian does all the piano tracks. And uh, Kyle actually writes guitar parts too. He and I um, actually for the solo for uh, for Breaking Point, you know, he had he was dealing with some ideas and whatnot, and it actually sparked an idea for me to write that solo. So awesome. um, yeah, he he everybody has their hands in, in the writing process, really. That's cool. Do you ever sense that people? It sounds like it's more of a collaborative process. Do you ever sense that someone tries to kind of? you know, get a little egotistical and wants their hands in it more than other people or tries to push people away and say, no, my ideas are better? Or is it more of just, as I said, more of a collaborative process with you guys? Uh, with us, it's, it's definitely collaborative. I mean, That's cool. for instance, the the solo for uh, Fight Till I Fall that I did, mm-hmm. I, um, I, I pretty much wrote that solo in about 10 minutes, but before that I had some pieces that, that I I thought were awesome with Kyle. was like, it's too much for what's going on with my vocals and what's coming back into the chorus, blah, 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 cut it down. I mean, I took no offense to it. You know, it made sense. It's a, it's a songwriting thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, hey, I'm trying to display my talent as a as a guitar player. You know, we're a band. It's not a solo project for me. So there's no egos here at all. That's cool. That's really cool because, unfortunately, I've been involved in numerous musical things over the years, and that was always one of the biggest problems was the egos and the narcissism and just wanting to work with people as a team rather than, you know, someone trying to outshine someone else. So that's just awesome that you guys were able to collaborate and, you know, give each other feedback and maybe sometimes something sticks and sometimes it doesn't, but that's okay. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Very cool. So what are some of the influences uh, of the band right now? What are some of the current bands or even other bands in the past that have influenced your music? Well, I'll say the majority of the band members are huge Deftones fans, okay. and obviously we're we're huge Seven Dust fans. We've worked with Clint and Morgan from Seven Dust. Um, so Deftones, uh, Seven Dust, Kyle is actually a big Aaron Lewis fan. So, and oh, I cool. love Mike Mushick too. His his I've never seen anybody have stage performance like him. So Stained, very big influence. Uh, me personally, I'm a huge Zach Wild fan. And okay. my favorite guitar player is Mark Tremonti, so I'm into the whole crazy solos, all that stuff. Nice. Very cool. And then lastly, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Forget You, and definitely I want you to talk about Clint Lowry and how he was involved in the track. How did you guys, uh, how did the band come up with the name Digital Summer? What's the uh, What's the meaning behind that? Uh, it's actually super simple. Basically, the summer that the band formed, obviously I wasn't around, but they, um, they're, you know, coming up with band names and whatnot, and it was during the summer in Phoenix, and it was just like a surreal, like, everything's coming together type thing. Like, it was, I don't know, it was, the, the term that they used was digital, and they put names in a hat and picked it out, and that was and that was what happened. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. No, it's a great, it's a really catchy name. I like it. Very nice. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, tell us a little bit about the track Forget You, and, uh, there's any symbolism or meaning behind it, as well as how you came to uh, work with Clint Lowry on this track from Seven Dust? Um, well, if you listen to the lyrics, it's it's a pretty obvious statement. It's about, you know, a relationship gone bad, 
um, mm-hmm. being the one in the relationship that's being held down and, and treated like shit, et cetera. And it's pretty much, you know, cutting ties with it and saying, you know, I'm done with this. Um, I'm better, and life is going to be great from now on. Um, but as, as far as working with Clint, Kyle and Morgan Rose are really good friends, and Kyle's actually done some co-writing stuff on the last Seven Dust record, Cold Day wow. Memory. Okay. And on the, the last Digital Summer record, Counting the Hours, Morgan drummed on two of the songs and did backup vocals on one song. So it's it's been a collaborative effort for a few years now, you know, just back and forth. Well, prior to me joining, one of the audition processes was um, writing two just audio recordings of Forget You Know vocals, et cetera. So um, basically all that was going on, and I would write some stuff to it, and Kyle had sent Clint some stuff, and Clint wrote just this incredible piece that was way better than what I wrote to the verse and uh, and the chorus and, and all that. So they used Clint's parts for that, but they used my other parts for the post-courses, et cetera. So it was pretty much um, they got to Clint, Clint killed it, and we used that. Cool. Very cool. No, it's a great track, really good stuff. So let's do this. I'll um, put you on hold, and then we're going to check the song out, and then we'll come back and do more of the interview, and then we'll debut your uh, second single tonight. Okay, sounds good. All right? Okay, hold on, John. All right. All right, everyone, again, you are listening to the guitarist John Stephenson from the modern rock band Digital Summer. We're going to check out Forget You right now. It's an amazing single, as I said in the intro. It is being played everywhere. It is huge. It's getting awards. So let's check out Forget You, and then we will come back in a moment, and be sure to download their album, Breaking Point, or purchase a copy of it today. I can't stop listening to it. It's just an amazing full-length album. Every song on it could definitely be a hit single. All right, check out Forget You, and we'll be right back.
All right, everyone, welcome back. Again, the amazing hit single, Forget You, by Digital Summer, just slamming track that these guys have. But as I mentioned, every song is amazing on their album, so please pick up a copy of their album, Breaking Point, which is out right now. All right, we'll bring John back on, and then we're going to get into uh, talking more about these guys' careers and how do they manage being in both a successful band and having successful careers on the outside. All right, John, how are you? Doing good. Good. Awesome track. Really cool stuff. I can't get enough of that album. I listen to it every time I work out, <laughs> so it's really great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, really good stuff. So I definitely want to talk about the recording process a little more, the album in terms of the production. It was just everything's uh, top-notch on it. But before that, tell us a little bit about, because I think it would be interesting to share with the audience, what each of you guys do career-wise on the outside. And then I have some questions in, in addition to uh, you being able to be in a successful band. All right. Um, we'll start with Kyle. Kyle is a uh, firefighter paramedic in Phoenix, and he's been doing that, of, I, think, I want to say, eight years now. Wow. And his brother Ian is a flight medic, so uh, they're both doing the whole medical field thing. And uh, Ian, actually, on this tour, he's been flying back and forth. You know, he'll fly back to work some shifts that he has scheduled, and he'll fly back on tour to join us. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty hectic, uh, but, you know, they both make it work. And like I said earlier, I'm an accountant, and mm-hmm. it sounds boring, and it's not that cool, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a good career backup plan. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Guido, our bass player, he is about to graduate from Arizona State University in business, so he's uh, he's actually the one who handles all of our merchandise, so he does all of the logistics-type stuff. Cool. So it's interesting, because I think each of you guys bring something unique to the table. You with your accounting background. And then Guido right. has his business background, and then you got these uh, medical people in case, God forbid, something happens to you guys. I mean, so you each bring something uh, unique and beneficial to the table. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, on top of what you just said. I, I had food poisoning two days ago. Oh and, no! Uh, we played a show last night in uh, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and it was a nut. You know, it was a crazy crowd. Energy was nuts. I started feeling lightheaded, and it was pretty cool that you know I have two guys that can give me IVs and all that just to bring me back wow. to life. So oh, my it, God. It's always a plus to have them. <laughs> well, it's not a plus to see you sick, but it is a plus to have them available if, God forbid, one of you guys do get sick. So that's really yeah. cool. So, I mean, I guess everyone is really supportive, which is great in terms of the people you work for because I think that's just yeah. phenomenal that you have people that are willing to say, hey, we're going to let you go on tour or you can come back and forth. I mean, have you experienced any of you guys experience difficulties with that with your jobs? Um, uh, I I mean, from Kyle and Ian's standpoint, they um they've been doing this long enough to where their schedules are flexible. Right. And I guess they you know it's, it's the whole tenure thing that they have. But uh, right now, like I'm not doing tax season this this year, obviously. But mm-hmm. you know, if you find the right people, um, our last drummer Ben, I worked for his mom, and she was a CPA, so. It's a big CPA firm in Phoenix, um, and, you know, she was obviously real flexible, too. So I guess if if you approach it the right way and, you know, you market yourself like we're not your normal rock band that's going on the road doing drugs right. and all that, we're actually productive members of society, um, <laughs> you know, people take it for what it is and, and they see, right. you know, the, the the trueness of it. And, you know, you'd be surprised how many people would let you get away with it, you know? No, that's great. So. I think, and, like, I think you made a good point earlier 
and not to not to downplay it, but you're right. It's just it, the music scene is really tough right now. Whether you're a rock band, um, you know, with with the way the industry has changed over the years and the social media, so I think it's very smart of you guys that you do have backup plans and you're not just kind of going 100% out there saying, well, hopefully this works out, and if it doesn't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so yeah. I think that's really important that you guys can, you know, illustrate that to the audience in the world that, look, you can be successful doing both. Um, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, on top of what you were just saying, um, you know, the whole support system from employers, that's that's one aspect of it. But you'd be surprised how many, you know, supporters we have as fans and family members. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually just getting some text messages from some people that they always tune in to, you know, anything that we broadcast. So I uh, just want to give a shout-out to them, Ian and Miles and, you know, all my family back home. Thanks for the support. Nice. Definitely. No, it's great to have fans and family there that support you guys too. And speaking yeah, of definitely. support, I I think another thing to tie in, and, and you can kind of comment on this, it's interesting too, you guys have management right now, correct? Uh, no, we, we actually don't have any management. Oh, you don't? We do everything on our own. Yeah. Did you, did you, I was doing some research on you, did you have management at one point or no? We did. We did. We were under uh, okay. Indigoot. And, you know, they okay. manage or have managed some of the biggest names of right now, their current roster, Chevelle, I think Sick Puppies, formerly wow. Seven Dust, um, you know, the biggest names in rock, they're, they've had their hand in. So we were with Indigo for, I want to say, almost a year, but the way things were going, the direction they wanted us to head, it was the major label route, and, you know, obviously we don't want to be a part of that, so we split ways. Interesting. And why and again, not not in a negative way, just more of a constructive way and you know, an educational way. Why do you guys not want to go the major label route? And I'm I'm in your camp. I mean I would I'd be with you guys in a second, but you know, what's your kind of impression and, and what kind of deterred you from going down that road? Well, the the general population who who is not involved in music or doesn't know anything about it. They think that, you know, major label is, is the sign that you've made it, you've made it big, mm-hmm. et cetera. Well, being in the rock world, rock music is struggling. Everybody knows that. Pop is taking over. Rap music, you know, that's that's what you hear at every club you go to. So to sign a major label with artists like that, I mean, yeah, do it. You know you know they're going to sell. But rock, it's, it's in such a struggle right now that you think, okay, if you sign a major label deal, your exposure is there. But you're pretty right. much signing a loan that you're going to have to pay back in hopes that your album is going to sell. You know, nothing is guaranteed. Right. But with us, everything that we sell, every merchandise that, you know, that we put out, that money comes 100% to us. And, you know, in a not, not in a bragging way, but mm-hmm. we're a pretty established band that our name is known around the world, you know. So what is the point of us giving up our lives and, you know, our, our financial being to a major right. label when we're doing fine on our own. No, I agree with you. I mean, I think, and in terms of getting initially when you guys started out to get to this level, um, were you able to do that on your own? Did Indigo have a certain role that kind of helped you kind of even boost it a little more to get your name out there? Because I know personally, just when I was starting out independently, and again, doing everything else I'm doing is what's helped me with other things in my entertainment, so to speak, career, but it's right. just so impossible and you're just kind of by yourself in the trenches, you know, and you're trying to send things out to places and no one's going to unfortunately look at you unless, God forbid, you have a name behind you or someone's able to say, hey, I know this person, check them out. So tell us a little bit about kind of what would be your, 
philosophy or the ways that you guys were able to get the exposure you have? Well, from from our standpoint, Indigood, it, it was a help. But then again, it, it wasn't. Like I said earlier, you know, this band has been making moves and has, you know, had right. momentum going since, you know, 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. And the Indigo thing didn't happen until 2010. So our name was already out there. Obviously, right. you know, I wasn't part of the group at that point. But, you know, shortly after the Indigo deal ended, I, I was a part of. So um, for them to to put an artist, you know, on a on a tour package, say, you know, that, obviously that helps boost your name, but they wanted us to do the major label route. You know, that's how they make money. They uh, put right. you on their management, and then if you sign to a label, they get a cut of that deal. Right. But um, that, that was pretty much all they wanted. You know, we had a single-hitting radio that was, you know, starting to tear up, and they pulled it because we wouldn't sign that deal. No. That, that was kind of the backlash uh. that they, they help us when they put you on an awesome tour package, you know, with Drowning Pool or Seven Dust. Right. But when you got moves going on your own and you're not doing what they want and they pull it, it's like you're hurting more than helping. Terrible. So, you know, see ya. Right. Wow. So now in terms of when you guys go out, let's say you want to, for example, the tour that you're on right now, you guys basically, how do you go about doing that? Do you contact a certain management company in terms of finding out the tour and trying to get on, you know, jump on board with that? How does that happen? Well, with this tour, um, just several people that we had mutual contacts with, they had mm-hmm. hit us up, um, I want to say last summer, before we took the 12 Stone gig, and they offered us a non-point tour, but, you know, the timing and everything wasn't right with us, so they hit us back up again uh, this this go-around, and, you know, it was working out with the single coming to radio and whatnot, and um, a new single being pushed, so timing was right, but I guess um, mutual contacts, you know, yeah. all about who you know in the business. Um, but, you know, there are people that we reach out to, you know, on our own saying, hey, here's our, you know, qualifications, here's what we've done, here's the noise we're making, would you right. be interested in having us? But um, most of the time, honestly, it's, it's people reaching out to us, which is cool that people that's are taking great. notice. Yeah, no, that's just, it's really cool. It's a cool journey you guys have had. And, you know, thanks for filling us in on some of the, you know, the background information. Like you said, that most people don't know about. They hear major label, they think, you signed the dotted line, you made it, and unfortunately, like you said, you can get yourself into a lot of uh, trouble and dilemmas down the road if, God forbid, you can't pay back the loan and et cetera. So I, I totally can appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. All right, let's do this. Let's uh, have you talk about, and I want you to introduce and you know tell us about the new single, which I'm, again, honored to feature tonight on the show. It's an amazing track on your uh, current album right now. So tell us about the the name of this song and uh, the background on this song, and then we're going to check it out. All right. The uh, the new single that we'll, we will be pushing in a few weeks is called Dance in the Fire. It's off the new album, Breaking Point, and it's basically about uh, being with that someone that everybody says you shouldn't be with, kind of the, uh, the guilty pleasure, uh, dirty little secret person, and uh, basically just, you know, enjoying life, not worrying about having a label to – any sort of relationship or commitment to anybody, you know, just living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to hit radio soon. We're actually still picking a release date, but you will hear it everywhere, I promise. Cool. All right. Thank you. Awesome. So I'm going to put you back on hold. We'll check out this uh, song, and then we'll come back to talk about the tour and uh, some of the production behind the album and things like that, okay? Sounds good. All right. Thanks.
All right, everyone, again, you're listening to John Stephenson. This is a really hot track. It's called Dance in the Fire. And, again, it is off Digital Summer's album right now, Breaking Point, which is currently out. So let's check it out tonight. I am, again, honored to debut it on my show. It's an amazing track. We'll be back in a moment.
All right, everyone, welcome back again. The debut of Dance in the Fire by Digital Summer, and uh, you'll be hearing it, like he said, coming out nationwide momentarily. So, again, please pick up a copy of their album, Breaking Point. It's just phenomenal. And uh, check out them on their tour right now with Candlelight Red and also Nonpoint by going to digitalsummer.net, or you can check them out also on their Facebook page online, too. All right, let's bring John back, and we'll start uh, going over a little bit about the recording process and any other information he wants to share before we uh, wrap things up, because I know they have a show tonight, and I don't want to take up too much of their time. All right, John, awesome track. Really cool stuff. Thank you. Can't wait to hear it on Octane. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so tell us a little bit about the, uh, the recording process, where you recorded the album, um, who was involved in the uh, production of it. Okay, we uh, we recorded the album in Port Jefferson, New York, with Mike Watt at Voodoo Studios, and uh, Ian and Kyle's side project. They have a side project called Tragedy Machine, and uh, it's it's basically like a rock electronic. It's it's really cool. Check it out. But uh, Mike Mike did their last record, um, Pacify. So Kyle was pretty much thinking, you know, we got a lot of production in the new Digital Summer album, a lot of ambient sounds and stuff. Um, Obviously, way more guitars, a lot more involvement with guitars. You know, I added a lot of solos and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we chose Mike Watts, and the studio that he has in Port Jefferson, it's it's really homely. It's It's got a living quarters, and it's right next to the downtown, so walking distance to the bars. So it's pretty much the ideal studio to be at in New York. And um, nice. actually, our friends in Lansdowne hit us up about two months ago asking for recommendations for studios. We recommended Voodoo, and they are there right now recording their new album. So, wow, um, awesome! Voodoo Studios, check it out. It's it's amazing. They did Adelita's Way record, brand new. Um, the list goes on. Fuel. Very cool. Yeah, actually, no. It's funny you say that. I have heard of that actually. At first, I was like, I'm not sure, and then when you started talking more about it being in New York and stuff, yeah, it did ring a bell. That's awesome. Cool. Very cool. So, did Mike do everything in terms of? You said his name was Mike Watts. Yes. Okay. Did he do yeah, the, Mike, everything? Um, Go ahead. Well, actually, uh, we did. Um, there's there's a f- big misconception about what producers actually do and you know what engineers do. Mm-hmm. But what uh, <coughs> what we did going into into the studio, we had all of our production stuff already ready. So we're, all we had to do was drop it in the Pro Tools files and um, you know add tracks to it. So we had all that done. So we were in and out of the studio. But what Mike and uh, his partner Steve, um, the other guy that runs the studio, Steve Hagler, they pretty much brought a new life to the songs. So we had the songs pretty much narrowed down in length and, you know, transitions and, and where mm-hmm. the bridges and choruses are and stuff like that. But what Mike and Steve did were, uh, you know, they pretty much brought the song to life where there were certain lyrical parts where he would ask Kyle to change it, to, you know, make more sense with the content of the song, etc. And um, a big a big part for this record, in my opinion, as a guitar player, I I love using a wah pedal for my solos. Mm-hmm. So just the tones the tones that they got out of out of my guitar were unreal. Wow. So they were uh, they were very hands on, but they weren't you know pushy. Like you hear a lot of producers, you know, like oh well this yep. isn't gonna work. Good luck with that being a hit single, blah blah blah. Right. So they they know what works and what doesn't. But the way they come about telling you that, it's it's awesome. You know, it's it's uh it's very, you know, uh I don't know how to describe it. Very beneficial, but it's not 
no, there's no cockiness in the way that they do their work. Right. They're supportive. They try to give you guys constructive feedback in a positive way, not to make you guys feel bad, like you're saying, like, oh, that song sucks and yeah. it's not going to get anywhere. No, that's great. Yeah. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's a great studio to, to go to. So anybody listening, if you're looking for quality work, go there. Nice. Very cool. That's an awesome, awesome thing. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, the tour right now in terms of who else is on it. Is it, gener- is it generally you, Nonpoint, and Candlelight Red, or is there any other bands featured on the tour? Well, the tour package is us, Candlelight Red, and Nonpoint, and, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally – uh, certain cities that we go to, they'll have some locals on the tour, or not the tour, but on the show, right. depending on the on the city. But um, this tour has been, uh, it's, I, I can't describe how much fun it's been. Um, the crowds have been phenomenal. I think we've only had, you know, one okay crowd, and I'm not saying that in a negative sense, but right. like these these crowds have just been nuts in You'd be surprised, you know, when we hit Wyoming and, and North Dakota, how many people come up to us after the show when we're at our merch booth and, and thank us for coming there, you know, like, uh, you don't understand, this is this is so awesome, we, we don't get stuff like this, and the fact that you guys are so good and such cool people, like, it, it's it's insane the amount of respect that people have, you know, for us just doing our job, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good feeling. Like, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear the tour is just, yeah. And how long is it going for in terms of where you guys, you know, please plug where you're tonight and give some information out where people can uh, find you guys in the next few days? Yeah, we're, uh, we're actually stuck in a, uh, well, we were supposed to play in Grand Junction, Colorado tonight and Salt Lake, Utah tomorrow, but the routes that we were going to take it's actually, like, uh, closed off from a snowstorm. Oh, gosh. So we had to cancel tonight and tomorrow, but we continue the tour on Wednesday in Billings, Montana. And then from there, it goes uh, west to Seattle and all the way down to uh, Nevada, L.A., Arizona, and then back across to South Texas, Louisiana, Florida, and Georgia. Awesome. And the tour wraps up in Savannah, Georgia on February 17th. Cool. Very cool. No, it sounds like an amazing uh journey you guys have had on this tour and like you said it's just very humbling to see these crowds come out and you know just show how much they appreciate what you guys do yeah definitely yeah it's That's definitely really cool. awesome feeling so what other uh social media sites please plug you know where people can find you guys whether it's facebook twitter any of the sites that you guys have yeah um if you want to get just all of our music you can go to digitalsummermusic.com if you want anything and everything about Digital Summer, our official website is digitalsummer.net. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash, slash digital summer band. And Twitter and YouTube is both, you know, slash digital summer. Cool. Very cool. And just another trivia thing. What do you guys like to do when you're not either doing your careers or your uh, music? Is there any interesting hobbies or uh, things that you guys like to do? Um, it, it's it's hard to say when we're not busy working and whatnot. Um, hmm. I don't know. It, it, we we do a lot of stuff. I don't know how much of it is appropriate, but <laughs> we do we we do a lot of fun, crazy stuff. Um, I don't know. We it's hard to say. I guess. I mean, do you like to party yeah, a lot, actually, drink, things like that? Actually, <laughs> yeah. Well, we actually uh, we like going to to places and and filming stuff for our webisode. 
Okay. So we, we try to, you know, get interviews from people and, you know, just random fans at shows. But um, I guess one thing that we that we often do, like tonight we have, tonight off, tomorrow off, we always broadcast on our social media sites that, hey, you know, we're we're in town. If anybody wants to come hang, you know, let us know. So hanging out with our fans is always always a good time. Cool. Very cool. That's cool. Any Anything in terms of sports, TV shows, anything like that that you guys uh, want to share that you enjoy watching or entertaining yourself with? Uh, yeah, I uh, well, I guess I'm really the only big sports fan in the band, but I um, I love any and all sports, and I'm a huge Cowboys fan, so this last tour we did with Taproot, I was always, you know, on the on the bus watching Cowboys games on the TV, and uh, I always get criticized for it, too. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, we uh we watch we watch sports and stuff on the van. Um, Netflix is a big part of tour during downtime. Nice. What types of movies do you guys like? Do you like action, horror, drama? What do you like? Um, uh, comedy and action. But actually, okay. the van we've been on a big Breaking Bad kick. So we've, okay. we've I've all never been watched on that. I know Bad. I've, I've heard about that. I've never watched it though. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty awesome show. But when Somebody in the band is on a further season, and they ruin it for somebody. It's, oh, no. it's crazy. <laughs> oh, that stinks. That stinks. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, um, anything else you want to want to share? And then we'll wrap things up. And, again, just, you know, thank you so much for coming on. And as I mentioned earlier, the podcast did really well. So if people couldn't tune in live, I'd recommend promoting it so we can uh, continue getting the name of you guys out there. Yeah, um, to anybody that's a new listener, check us out. Facebook uh, or digitalsummer.net. We have a ton of new merchandise deals that are awesome deals. So save a lot of money and check out our new album, Breaking Point. I promise it's worth the money. Yep, definitely is. Definitely is. Well, thank you so much, John, for coming on. You did a great job and I uh, definitely was a uh, definitely insightful and educational interview in addition to sharing some fun stuff about you guys with the audience. So I wish you much continued success, and please keep in touch. You're always welcome back on the show in the future. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks so much, John. Good luck with everything. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, you just heard Digital Summer. Please check these guys out and definitely purchase a copy of their album, Breaking Point. Just some amazing musicians and uh, songwriting going on with these guys, among other things. And you can check them out on tour right now, too, with Candlelight Red, who I had on my show. Definitely check out their interview, another amazing band, Nonpoint. Got to get those guys on my show. That's my next goal. Uh, so check all these guys out. Just amazing music going on. So I'm trying to think. Coming up next week, uh, we're going to delve into some comedy a little bit, some journalism. I have John Lieberman from the Howard Stern News Team. I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. He's going to come on our show. But in addition to that, he's worked with America's Most Wanted. He's got an amazing resume. So he's going to come on promoting his new AOL show that he has, as well as a new show today, actually, Lieberman Live at 5, which is on Howard 101. So he's going to come on next Monday. We'll go back to our regular time, which will be 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Did a special interview today. Left my correctional job early as a psychologist to come on the show so I could uh, bring John on from uh, Candle. Uh, sorry long day from Digital Summer to give him an interview while these guys are on tour. So I'm trying to think, please follow me on Twitter if you have a page, uh, at Carrie Edelman, and if you follow me, I will follow you. 
Also, I love keeping in touch with um, all of my friends, fans, etc. So you can find me on Facebook, send me a uh, personal friend request, and we can interact that way, as well as come, become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show. I'm regularly updating shows, events, and uh, upcoming interviews on that page, too. And, um, yeah, just thank you so much for the support and people that keep tuning in. A couple of quick plugs. I didn't get a chance to do them in the middle of the show. Definitely check out Flirt Energy Drink. It is a drink specifically formulated for the female athlete. And my song, Vanilla Skies, off of my debut album, Leave It All Behind, is currently being used to endorse and support the product. Also, everyone, be sure to check out Davin's Den, which is a fast-paced, comedy podcast. It goes live every Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so check them out at davincomedy.com and that is spelled D-A-V-I-N comedy.com. The Flirt Energy Drink, you can go to flirtdrink.com and also for people out there, if you need any uh, advertising and um, graphic design services, check out Quantum Design Lab. Amazing work that these people do. You can go to quantumdesignlab.com and that's Q-U-A-N-T-U-M, designlab.com. So check them out, too. All right, thank you, every, thank you everyone, for tuning in tonight. And uh, it was a great interview with Digital Summer. If you tuned in late, the podcast will be available as soon as I uh, go offline. And uh, please check it out. You can download it. You can stream it. And, again, I've done about 125 interviews. So please, if you're into comedy, authors, I've done horror filmmakers, just Check them out. Some really interesting people that I've been uh, fortunate to support and promote. So I'll close the show tonight with my hit single, Leave It All Behind, which is the title track off my album. And if you like what you hear, you can go to iTunes, Amazon Music, uh, any of the major digital sites. Thanks again, and have a great night.